Hey, what's up, guys? This is Mike Stead. I'm here hanging out with Rob from Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I'm hanging out with Mike's dead here in LA. What's up? What's up, dude? It's good to be talking about this EP. Congratulations with the release of it. Um, and, you know, I want to dive in and talk about like that creative process of, of the EP just because, you know, every single project has a different way of how it's created, how it started. Mm -hmm. With Rebirth, how did this kind of kickstart for you? Like, was there a particular lyric? or a melody that you kind of had in mind and that kind of started that process for Rebirth? Not necessarily. Um, the EP actually follows the previous EP, mm -hmm. at least from the title perspective. We right. had we put out the Revenge EP back in 2021. 21, yeah. And then we kind of, in my brain, I was like, it'd be great to continue the story of like what follows that. Yeah. You know, like, and especially sonically where I'm at right now, I think I'm more so coming into my own. And so there's been a, a little bit of a sonic brand change. Mm -hmm. And with that, it's like this kind of re like, you know, you know, resurgence or rebirth kind yeah. of concept that we were like, this makes sense for the type of music on the project. Um, Cause all these singles, all the singles and all the, all the work that's within that is just a grade above yeah. everything else. Yeah. And, and speaking of that rebirth, like I do notice that you're leaning more into that metal mm -hmm. kind of sound style your voice, uh, your vocal tone is even like harder now on this, on, oh, yeah. this, on this music. How has that kind of impacted the writing process of the EP? Like, do you feel that it goes hand in hand or do you feel like, do you feel that anything changed? Some of the songs on the project are a little bit older, actually. Like some I wrote back oh, in, some I wrote back in like 2020. Wow. And they just kind of, you know, you kind of have to massage a little bit and yeah. make some small tweaks and changes over time. Whereas some of them like Bite Down and Grip, mm. we wrote a few months ago. Um, I think you can see that change a little bit more now with things that I'm writing currently. Yeah. Because in the last few years, I've been writing so much music and then kind of narrowing down what we want to keep or what we want to put out yeah. and, and release. So in that time, in that time frame, I think I've figured out more so presentation. Mm -hmm. Um, so like vocal presentation or the production of how we kind of want things to sound. Yeah. The more times you try and fail and try and fail and try and fail, it, you're more likely to figure out exactly what you're trying to do. Right. And that's more so kind of what's happened over time. Now you mentioned that some of these songs have been written a while ago, 2020, oh, yeah. and yeah. you're still constantly writing all the time. So even so though you're constantly writing new material all the time, what is it about these songs that you still felt they were still relevant to, to this EP, but also relevant to the times? Um, They apply to like current situations mm. and also where I'm at mentally too, I think is always a good benchmark of yeah. understanding like what type of music we want to release. Right. And when you're doing a project, I think it's really important to manage like cohesiveness mm -hmm. and yeah. looking, looking at everything and being like, does this flow correctly? Can I, can I play this from one to six and go, that was great. Everything flowed. Everything was easy. Yeah. Um, so there's certain songs that are on there that, like I said, yeah, they do the, I mean, I produced puppets and welcome to hell back in 2020. Yeah. Um, but if they're still current enough, and that's that's the biggest teller too, is like if you write a song and five years goes by yeah. and you're like, yeah, this is still really good. That's even better because yeah. you're like, cool, this, Absolutely. this can timeless. withstand, yeah, this can yeah. withstand time. And I think a lot of music that comes out now is like, it's pleasing for the very current situation. Mm. But within two years, it's just another random single from a random band. Right. And it's better to just sit there and be like, yeah, actually this one has done the time test. Right. So if they're still good, they're still good. Yeah. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Talk to me a little bit about, about Welcome to Hell, um, just because you also have a feature on that with Emir. Yeah. And, you know, I love that it's it's such a heavier song as well. Um, talk to me about how different it was for you to, like, record those vocals um, during that process. Um, Welcome to Hell I wasn't 
trying to arrive at what I want to say specifically. Yeah. Um, what we really ramped up, it wasn't necessarily the vocals. Um, I guess from the public perspective, mm -hmm. the more screaming I do is more like, oh, wow, he's, he's getting harder. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> dude, I have tracks of just me screaming yeah. that no one's ever heard except my team. Um, so doing a few screams isn't that heavy to me. I'm like, yeah. this is fine. It's I, just another I, day. Like. <laughs> yeah, I scream once or twice on like almost every song anyway. Yeah. So it's just like, that's normal. But I really think what changed Welcome to Hell was the production. Mm. Um, originally, when we, we played that song out at Aftershock, Welcome to Rockville, Louder Than Life, back yeah. in like 2021. And it had like more of a like rocktronic drop mm -hmm. on that chorus. It was like huge 808s and like a big lead and all this stuff. And we were kind of sitting there. We're like, this is cool, but it's not exactly what it needs to be yeah um and so then once my my friend jonathan and i we kind of sat down and we're just like dude we got to make this heavy as f and literally just it's like 175 bpm double drop d <laughs> drum and bass and we were like all right this is nonsense yeah um but it's like the drop is great playing it live is awesome it always is like a, it flows really well and translates um but once we kind of made all that shift we were like all right we need someone that can also bring this type of energy right it can't just be a random frontman or a random singer of a random band right so my manager um works with uh sharp tone records or not works with but like is friends with the guy who owns the label mm. and runs it and also manages a mirror yeah and so we hit up him uh sean and basically like yo like frank you want to get on this yeah and it kind of just organically happened and, and it worked I, I liked having frankie on it because he that dude is one of the gnarliest screamers Sick. in yeah. the game um so when he sent when he sent the files over he did like entire takes of the entire verse screaming <laughs> the entire time and i was like Damn. okay i gotta go in and like like no this part sounds good here and like kind of like tetris it in because he yeah. like would do a whole take of like normal vocals on an entire take of screaming and i'm Damn. like all right so we kind of pieced it together yeah. yeah which was great because then i was like cool i know more so what i can work with here yeah and it just ended up being really cool yeah um that's the only feature we have on the project which is kind of interesting because i'm a big i like features yeah but it's good. You get to showcase you, you yourself yeah. even oh, more, yeah. which, which, you know, obviously it's a good thing. Um, when we talk about bite down, which is like the current single, mm -hmm. um, what, uh, how different was this writing process for you? Like, was this one of those songs that you actively came into the studio knowing this is what you were writing or was it something never, that kind of no. just let itself kind of release itself? I'm a producer first. Yeah. I, I write and produce everything myself. So that being said, the production kind of just flows. I sit down, someone play, like I play a guitar note and be like, yeah. oh, that's, I know where this is going to go. And like yeah. all the little gadgets wow. in my brain kind of just start going down. And so I'll usually, my, my writing process is usually I'll sit down. I have no intention of whatever the hell I'm going to make yeah. ever. There's no like agenda. It's that's cool. Cause you never gonna, know what you're going to leave with. It's, it's great. And that's why like, there's so many songs that like sonically you're like, oh, this is, this is new. Bite down's like 175 BPM, a little yeah. like drum and bass vibe, but it's kind of not. It's like every track is a standalone piece because yeah. it's written that way. Right. Um, so with bite down, that was actually an entirely different scenario before I signed with hopeless. I more so kind of did all my sessions by myself. Mm. Um, I would occasionally work with other producers and like do a little co-write kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it was more so just me. And once we signed, it was my A&R Eric was like, Hey, we should start, you know, branching out a little bit. Yeah. Like we love what you're doing, but we want to amplify it. So I actually, um, I co-produced that with uh, my buddy Matthias and his roommate Carrie, and we kind of co-wrote, we co-wrote the 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 pre-chorus and the uh, chorus, mm. and so that was a new situation for me of like, hey, we're gonna three-way produce and write this, yeah. And then I like went home and wrote the verses and like kind of 
gave that my own take, which even that the delivery of those verses are, in my opinion, some of the strongest, <laughs> like coolest verses that I've done in a long time. Yeah. Um, so that was more of a unique process. I actually just came from a session with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we were writing something new. Nice. And uh, I think that one and Grip are like two of the more modern on on the project mm. that are more a newer, fresher type of type of thing that we again I you know co wrote and co produced with other people. Yeah. When it comes to the vocals, did you? I mean, going back to that same question, um, did you actively try and hit these kind of ranges that you were doing with this track, or you no. just let it kind Dude, of flow? Whatever. I happened? don't think about anything. You just let. I mean, it's head sound, empty. It's, head em- yeah, head's very sa- empty. It really brother, sounds I like you. there's no stress when you're just creating. You're oh just no, like I'm the happiest human happen. alive when I'm making music. Yeah. Other than that, like I'm. That's why I'm very creatively focused on production. Yeah. Um, I have endless. Um, endless music that's awesome that's so good to say so many ideas i mean it's great until you have a lot of things to finish that's true Um, (laughs) or a lot of options to choose from when they're like oh these are all really good we get but we need six um yeah so i think that um yeah vocally i don't i don't plan anything Mm. i kind of just like the way my like literal writing process is, is i sit down i'll start uh producing usually and i've by then i've probably worked on the song for like three to four hours I've gotten the structure the arrangement yeah. the major riffs the majority of the production done and because I've heard it so many times I usually start to get some type of top line melody so a normal session for me looks like a full production build out and mm. then usually getting the chorus and then by then I'm burnt and it's so like you, five so hours there's absolutely no lyrics like before you even like almost finalize Hell the no. track no 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 I mean pretty much I'll once I get the chorus you kind of know what the meat and potatoes of the song is about yeah so it's like all right, cool. We know where this is going to, you know, this is the realm that we're going to talk about. And then, then that allows me to write better cohesive verses. Yeah. That then tie into like, you just got the whole map down. Like (laughs) I do. I'm, I am, I am like robotic with this at this point, but it's still very creative and different and weird. I mean, like the song we were working on today was just like a noise track, like just a very strange prodigy (laughs) vibe song. And it was like, I never know and nor do I care. Yeah. Cause it's kind of the whole point. It's just write and create. Yeah. And see where you go. The fact that we're getting uh, a different taste with your vocals, um, has it been challenging to record these vocals? Like no. trying to figure out Mm-mm. that that tone? No, no, not at all. Um, I actually, I think what changes obviously with the vocal tone is the key of the song. Mm-hmm. So traditionally, like for Bite Down, most guitars, you're maybe lowest you're going to really go to is like drop C. Yeah. And that works really well, like drop C, drop D, normal stuff, uh, works really well with me singing. Mm-hmm. Um, with Bite Down, it's in drop, it was on like a baritone, like a seven string. Yeah. And it's in like drop. Yeah, because you started out very, very yeah, low. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a low voice yeah. if I talk down here. Seeing that the key of that song made sense, yeah. and like the vocals kind of flowed that way, I was like, yeah. oh, dude, this is sick. I, I love doing like lower baritone vocals. And even if I do it, when we do it live, I think I do it like an octave higher, mm. um, just to give it a little bit more presentation. Right. Because... Sometimes, like with live music, everything kind of washes into its, That's true. itself. Gotta um, change it up. No, bite down was very easy. It's very tough to do live because it's a, it's a it's just fast. Yeah. Well, I feel I feel like just the lower you go, the harder it is to kind of control that it is. that note. It is especially for me. Like I love to run around on stage, yeah. so it's very hard for me to sit still and focus <laughs> and be like, all right, this is what I'm gonna say. Um, but no, I mean, I think dynamically throughout the entire project, there's a lot of different vocals. Yeah. Um, grip being like the more like radio-esque chorusy singy mm. one and puppets being straight down the middle industrial creep yeah. dude creep is all the entire track is written in triplets like all the production yeah. minus the vocals but like all the production is is 
all weird, creepy vampire triplet <laughs> vibe. And I remember when I was making it because I love synthesizers. I'm a synth nerd. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like Count Dracula, just <laughs> just getting really into it because the pocket of the triplets is so uncomfy. Yeah. This um, was created during Halloween. Like that's what. It <laughs> yeah. It, that's a nor normal day for me. Um, and so it's all kind of dynamically different, but it all kind yeah. of makes sense, especially with the new kind of sonic branding of kind of growing into this sound and then obviously continuing to amplify that post this release and then on right. to the next ones now now that this ep's out you know you have a couple of of release shows that yes seem very special you're teaming up on on these release shows talk to me a little bit about this and how did this kind of collaboration happen with louder than life um my manager's relationship with them straightforward i mean we've played a few of the festivals mm. we'll be playing a few more this uh coming year and i don't know if i'm allowed to say that but um <laughs> Basically, like uh, his relationship with them, and our, I mean, are my relationship as well. They yeah. they have all been very supportive, and they really get behind the project. They get behind me as a person. They're all very mm -hmm. amazing human beings at, at that team over there, and so we kind of presented the idea of, hey, we've played a festival in both of these major markets. Yeah, um, we've never done a headlining show in Columbus, but we figured, you know, we'd played there with Iceland Kills, and we did Sonic Temple. Yeah. So it's, it's enough. You so know they I mean? know who you are. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's enough that we've played there twice. Yeah. So we were like, and I love Louisville. Louisville is such a rowdy market. <laughs> it's Kentucky, dude. No one cares. Everyone, like, <laughs> even, like Nashville, for example, you'd think would be like the fun, oh, dude, it's Tennessee, but it's a very, yeah. it's an industry city. So it's a lot like it's of a head different bob. kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you hit or miss on shows. Sometimes yeah. it's rowdy. Like sometimes you'll get a good pit. But other than that, sometimes it's very like, yeah industry folk radio people chilling in the back just, you're gonna see too many ties in the background yeah, it's just like a bunch of suits and shit so louisville's not like that it's just like a rowdy you know b yeah. market um so that's kind of how it came about and we were gonna do nashville too just because it's my home base currently right but with the routing and availability we were supposed to be on tour in like currently mm. and then things got pushed back to next year so we were kind of were sitting there being like well, we got to support this somehow yeah and so we figured hey play two fun markets and team and, up. And it's it's holiday season, so I feel yeah. like that's kind of tough to to bring people out, especially if people are traveling and, yeah. and so on and so on. Like, So it's probably a good idea that you're not on the road right now. I mean, a lot of bands don't tour during the winter. Yeah. It's because it's cold. And, it's, and that too. Depending on like half the country might be getting snow. It's yeah. very dangerous. It's with buses way too crazy. Now. Yeah. And shit. Like, no. Yeah. There's no need for that. I don't think we're potentially going out until like March. Yeah. Okay. Which, Dude, the, the whole, our I whole mean, industry shuts down. Like, yeah, you know that's true. It takes a while for us to like shut down, and it takes a while, even longer for us to like get back on the like on track of things. Yeah, so. nothing starts up until February anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like January is just like a month <laughs> of just kind of chilling and preparing for yeah. the storm of, of things. I guess exactly. And then February hits and gun ho like yeah. <laughs> then it's just like all right, everybody. <laughs> During the process of of this EP, which song do you feel that like? made you kind of step out of your comfort zone more than you've done before and and sure. why would you say that um i'm trying to think i gotta think that one through <laughs> um bite down does it a little bit mm -hmm. because obviously the vocal shift on there of being like in that really low baritone yeah um that just obviously made me outside of the box a little bit but it was really cool but more so in the pre-chorus it's really dissonant and the way that we wrote the um the pre-chorus for grip and for bite down they're very similar very like uh, this like kind of dissonant little change yeah and, and it's very rewarding when it comes back into the chorus but doing that in this like in the sense of being very 
meticulous about it. Yeah. I love pre-choruses. I'm, I'm a good, I'm a whore for a good pre-chorus. <laughs> um, like the pre-chorus of Welcome to Hell, for example, mm-hmm. like that's very just like straight, catchy, you get the vibe. Yeah. And it versus more like dissonant and kind of eerie and uncomfortable. Yeah. So that was different. That was being like, all right, cool. We're going to take a different approach to this versus like a traditionally catchy, easy pre-chorus. Right. If that makes sense. And then Creep's weird, dude. Creep's like spoken whispered. I mean, the title says it all, right? Dude, like... Creep is a good song, though. <laughs> Creep is a weird good song. It's <laughs> it's great to play live because um, like the verses are like just very production heavy and it's yeah. just like me kind of like whisper talking. It's very strange for sure. It's also an old triplet, so it's just it's just uncomfy. Um, but then the the main riff comes in super hard, and yeah. it's just like very driving, very kind of Rammstein esque vibe on that one. So I don't know. There's all the tracks are so different. Yeah, I love that. Like it, it's it has a co- it has cohesiveness to it, mm-hmm. but it, at the same time, like you take us into this different world with every song. Yeah. I think so, a lot of really cool. I think a lot of bands make the same song mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah, they find their they find their rhythm or their yeah. their sweet spot. It's and, cool. In my opinion, I think it's cool to have a formula. Like most of my songs are written in pop format. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If it's metal. It's all written think, in yeah. pop format, and that's just kind of how I write. That's my formula. Yeah. There's a re- like a lot of bands don't do pre-choruses, but I, I love yeah. a good pre-chorus. <laughs> and uh, but I what I see is that a, bands will find one song that connects and be like, cool, I'm gonna make nine more just yeah. like that. And I'm like, that is really stupid. That's horrible. Yeah, it's just and then every I mean, you see it more so, especially like Bitedown's been playing a lot on Octane, mm. which is great. Um, it's like our first official ad with SiriusXM, and. I mean, dude, if you listen to a lot of the stuff that like consistently comes onto the channel, it's just like, all right, well, this band sounds like this band and this band sounds like that band. All these bands want to sound like Bring Me the Horizon and these people want to sound like Bad Omens and 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 it's just the same thing. That's the problem because it's like, oh, this is really hot right now, so let's do that. And I I can't like... I don't get it. It it makes it difficult to even want to try and listen to it when you know that it's going to... You know uh, there's another band that's doing it better. They already exist. There's no reason to chase something else like that and because i'm a producer i've been in those sessions with people they're like yeah. all right so we want to sound like bring me the horizon meets this and it's like mm, not what don't I do, to do it today. dude <laughs> that's, that's why when you ask me you're like what's your idea when you sit down yeah. i'm like i don't know dude well, which is awesome because everybody usually has that i have mindset. no idea what it's i'm like, doing i genuinely yeah 99 percent of the time i have no idea what i'm doing and then everything's like oh this track's sick <laughs> like that's just kind of the way it goes yeah that's dope because I feel like you're always going to be, I mean, not that they don't enjoy what they do, but I feel like you're always going to be enjoying your process just because there's yeah. always going to be something new, something fresh, something, yeah. you know, waking you up every time. I'm a fairly like serious, normal person, but yeah. when I'm making music, I'm a child. I am, <laughs> I am doing sprints around the room. If I get like a, Love it. a really good chorus, that's really weird or really unique. And then like a really good top line, I'm yeah. <laughs> in my room spinning, <laughs> losing my mind like every single time <laughs> all right next interview we got to do it in the studio while you're in a session and i want to experience yeah you can just sit vibe. there and watch me <laughs> dude i i become very just just i'm going down rabbit holes <laughs> that's sick um to wrap us up um this ep you guys rebirth is out now um with this ep was there a favorite moment that you kind of felt you had um in or as far as like a, a favorite moment, as far as like kind of discovering a new kind of tone or a new instrumentation or better yet, let me ask you another um, question. No, no, I see where you're going with that. I mean, it's not a great response, but like the, I was going to say, it's not a great question. But. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, the guitars on the chorus of grip are played. I think we played like sevenths instead of playing like traditional power chords. Yeah. Most of metal and rock is just 
power chords. Yeah. Um, and we played like sevenths the whole time and it has like this kind of churchy, like, you know, it has like a church vibe to yeah. it. It's very like anthemic church vibe, which I'm not religious. So for me is really funny. Yeah. And that was definitely like a weird thing where we're like, yo, this is, we were, we sat there and we played it back in power chords because we were like, all right, let's just try it out. And we're like, no, the sevenths kind of give it this like, I don't know, like. I can't think of bands that yeah. I'd want to re- relate that to, but <laughs> but I love that you're stepping out of you're stepping out of like the norm with this like just trying music, to do which is awesome. Shit. Just trying to do different shit. Yeah, that's all that it is. I dig that. Everything's so saturated right now that yeah. the only way I think and you and you'll see this like and you know this if you look at festival lineups, it's mm-hmm. the same bands. Yeah, it's the same headliners it's been for yep. 30 years. Yeah, I mean like Bring Me is the only band that's like really getting there and yeah. like Bad Omens as well, but like. There's not a lot it's of cool bands because yeah. they're all replicating other bands. Yeah. And I think that you genuinely have to risk it. Like, my music's not very syncable. It's not very, like, friendly. I cuss every other But I don't feel word. like that's why you're doing it. Like, no, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Too. Like, you have to make something so strange and unique and sacrifice the fact that you might not make a ton of money doing yeah. it. And then all of a sudden, you might. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm from. Like, if, I mean, dude, when Nine Inch Nails probably started, they were like, what the f- are you doing? Yeah. And then everyone's like, this is amazing. <laughs> Same concept. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Well, don't stop doing what you're doing. Appreciate you. I dig that. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me. I'm glad that you were here in LA. Favorite place ever. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you guys be sure to check out Mike's Dead. New EP Rebirth is out now. And uh, catch him hopefully on tour for 2024. Oh, lots of tours. Maybe a few, a lots few of tours. shows. And uh, thanks for watching our front row live. See you guys. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.